Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful podcast. Let me tell you something. Okay, I know I say this a lot, but for real, this beautiful lady over here is just going to bless you. Like, she probably telling me right now, like, don't say that. But no, she really is. <laughs> and I need you guys to just let her know how much she is helping you and going to be a help to you. So I met her um, in the program that I'm taking, and I'm so blessed and fortunate to actually be a part of it. <sighs> I can't wait for you guys to hear her. So Enid, can you introduce yourself? Yes. First of all, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I appreciate the invite, um, but I am Enid Kent. I am the producer of and host of Your Confidence Reconnected podcast. I am, well, basically, I'm a self-love advocate. And on my platform, I try to help women reconnect with confidence they may have lost just because life has happened or maybe they got married or had children but I feel like before life happens we there's a boldness that's there there's a confidence that's that's there but it gets lost like I said life happens and so my goal in life is to just help women reconnect with their inner superhero so that they can live and lead in confidence that is so wonderful because I mean you you brought up so many points just now already we are counting the mic drops okay so I love what you said <laughs> I love what you said about sometimes we lose ourselves um I didn't realize I would lose myself like yep. I I don't know how to explain it because I was lost once okay I was not always saved like I didn't have a relationship with the Lord I went to church didn't have a relationship though so when uh, around 19 years old I got saved and then I started finding my way I started building that relationship with him but I had no idea I still didn't know who I was can you like tell us how do we even begin to recognize that we don't even know who we are like is that a thing I hear it all the time, but how, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so used to calling yeah. other people things. How do I identify my own self? Well, for me, I had to hit rock bottom. <laughs> and I don't, I would hope people don't have to hit rock bottom to realize they don't know who they are. But that's what I had to do. I had to literally hit rock bottom. And what did that look like? Well, I was addicted to weed smoking. I was addicted to drinking, but I not just any drink. I loved sparkling wine slash champagne. I would drink a bottle a day. And the funny thing is it always starts with like a couple glasses and then it's like half a bottle and then it's like a whole bottle and then with like smoking you might have one or two blunts a day and then before you know it every moment you're not doing something you're smoking and I remember like it was fine as long as I had it but if I didn't have it then it was gonna be hell to pay you know people you didn't want to be in my vicinity because I would be angry and I would be bitter and I would be mean and nasty and I got to a point 
where I was noticing like I'm not pleasant to be around I didn't want to spend any time with my children I just wanted to keep the door closed I didn't really want to deal with my husband I was just kind of like he's in the living room I'm in the back it's all good um, I would do my job, I would come home, I would be to myself and go to sleep and wake up and do it all over again. But like I said, if I didn't have it, I, I recognized that I would kind of turn into this monster. And I didn't want to live my life like that. I didn't want to be 60 years old, still doing the same thing. And besides the fact, the byproduct of that is poor eating habits, um, poor financial stability like I was horrible with money because those are very expensive habits especially when you like to drink the good stuff you know I'm not a cheap and champagne is not cheap um and the the, the good weed is not cheap you know uh 20 years ago when I started you know we was fairly reasonable but yeah. nowadays these, Prices and all, these, all these exotic weed strains <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, it was it was one of those things where my life was in a tailspin and I was definitely not connected to the Lord. And I grew up in church. I, I had been baptized. I was always in a Catholic or a Christian school. So I knew the Lord, but I didn't know the Lord, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And actually, you brought up like so many points again. Um I want to start by saying every moment that you were not coping, you found yourself angry and bitter. And, and it sounds depressing too, closing the door and just not wanting to deal with life anymore. I went through that. Um, I never experienced like addiction to drugs or anything, but it, oh my gosh, I'm about to tell y'all. <laughs> It was relational. I went from relationship to relationship, seeking out love. That was my addiction. And so this coping method, I thought it would heal me. I thought it would make me whole. And going through, after, you know, the Lord saved me. So I didn't deal with that. What happened was it just changed. It just switched over. I still had the baggage. I had no idea, y'all. This is crazy. I thought, you know, I'll say I'm going to do everything was going to change. I'm going to be good. Um, no, I had some work to do. And yep. then uh, when I got married, I still had work to do. Yep. Um, it, can you talk a little bit about that? Because a, a lot of times we think we get married and our problems go away. Or we get saved, our problems go away. We get that new job our problems go away um yeah I was I met my husband when I was 19 and we were actually together for eight years before I got married and the reason one of the major reasons we got married was just because I had grown up in a two-parent household and I was not supposed to be a baby mama that's like the vernacular we use here in Chicago um, I don't know if they use it other places, but that's like a big thing. If you're not married, it's like, oh, that's, that's my baby daddy. Oh, that's my baby mama. And I was not supposed to be that. <laughs> so I was just like 
we have to get married. The problem is we were living like we were married for eight years. So when we got married, nothing changed. He was still doing the same thing. I was still doing the same things. We were still dealing with each other the same way. So no, nothing changed. And I'm sure that contributed to my bad habits because when you are so full of yourself and what you're going through, you will never look in the mirror. You'll always point the finger at that person and be like, they're the problem. So just to numb caring about it, you know, my bad habits intensified. And that's why I said in my podcast episode recently, there was a transition phase where my habits turned into an addiction. Mm. Um, Because I wasn't always addicted, but you do something enough times, you almost feel like you can't control it. And that's what happened to me. Wow. Because so many times I've heard, I can stop if I want to. Like I need it all the time, but Mm. I I can stop if I want to. And then before you know it, it's, it's not... It's not like that no more. Man, that's that's mm-hmm. so deep, Enid, because you said when you're so full of yourself, you will just constantly point that finger. And that was my biggest issue. I'm talking about everybody yep. else. <laughs> talking about everybody <laughs> And it was me. Like, what is... I don't know how I escaped all these years thinking... I, nothing i did nothing wrong nothing wrong yeah. the lord really had to sit me down y'all <laughs> don't yeah. don't go through that <laughs> but um uh, I'm, I'm so glad that he loves us because he does it lovingly but we yeah. do we need to face that truth because yeah. if you really want to reach wholeness happiness and being healed like for real being yeah. free you're gonna have to go through that yeah. and let me tell you i Enid, you can share a little bit more of your um, of your breakthrough, but it was hard for me to let go something. Like the yeah. relationship to relationship, that was almost instant when I got saved. But when I say it switched, now I was addicted to um, my boyfriend, who's my husband now, because I saw, and, and, and the reason why I was craving him was because I saw God through him. Now, our actions were not reflecting God. Absolutely not. But he cared. Like, he really showed me as best as he could. Again, it was still faulty. God. And literally, that's how I got saved. I went to church and heard the word for the first time. I went to church a thousand times, but I heard the word talking to me for the first time. Oh, come on, Amy. You got something to say. You got something to say. I mean, there's a difference. Um, That's because if you would think if someone grows up in the church, they wouldn't have had the struggles that I had. Yeah, automatically. And my mom had to tell me that. She said, I thought you were saved. I said, how? I never produced any fruit that I was saved. Mm -mm. But I mean, how could you? It's, it's It's the environments that we were put in. I'm sure my mother thought, we were getting what we were supposed to get from church. She had no clue that they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> oh gosh, I didn't want to laugh. You made me. You know, you she had it. no. Clue. She had no clue. She did the best she could, but her mother didn't have any clue. I went to my grandmother's church. Those people, my grandmother was one of the 
biggest gossips I ever knew. She taught us how to gossip. Mm. So mm. it's like, and I think another thing is, and if you got a point, I, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, um, you're fine. I think another thing is we belittle the sin. We don't just call it what it is. Yep. Like you said, gossip. Like, what's wrong with gossiping? Like, that's normal, right? Like, really? Really? that That's what you're going to talk about? But when you start digging that thing apart and what it really does to people, then you see how ugly it is. Yep. Because God's ways is not our ways. And when he says that um, murdering is really having hate in your heart already against somebody who did nothing to you. He is serious. Yeah. When he when he talked about that adultery starting in your heart first and not with your hands, he's serious. I don't yeah. I don't really think we know that part. And so you were mentioning the church a lot of times. What I saw it was r- ritual. I don't want to say that, but you know traditional and somewhere not every church because because it was some banging churches but somewhere in there we kind of lost a little bit of that true relationship i was just gonna say i never had the relationship i thought i had it but i didn't yeah um because i wouldn't have done half the stuff i did if i knew then what i know now a lot of people christians justify sin and they really don't think i mean just think about how many christians you know don't think it's anything wrong with having a drink or two and i'm not judging anybody who has a drink but who's to decipher between who's to say how many drinks is too many if that's the case yeah you know, it's like if, if a couple of drinks is okay, then how come the half the bottle is not okay? Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, we like, keep I, I just, boundary lines. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I have, a, I have a cousin who's a pastor who fornicates. <laughs> it's just like we sometimes justify, I mean, how many Christians we know gossip? How many how many gluttonous Christians do we know? You know, um, and then one sin is no greater than the other. So just because you are married and you don't drink and you don't smoke and you don't gossip, but you overeat at every meal. Mm. That's, that's, oh, God. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's like some, so many Christians justify the sin that they do and then they sin intentionally knowing that God will forgive them, but that doesn't mean we should just sin freely, like, oh, well, I'm just going to do this and repent, you know. I, I do want to clear up something. Repentance is means to turn away. So that's not true repentance, y'all. Go ahead, Enoch. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's what That's how we that's do. What we say, yeah. yeah. That's how we do, and we passing it on to our children and they copy and paste and doing the same thing yeah you know we got a lost generation again yep i'm glad we are on the other side so can you walk us through what led you to purpose the platform on your journey 
Well, it was obviously God because I didn't know anything. Of, I had seen Patrice once before Purpose the Platform. Never listened to her podcast. I was actually following a gentleman named Paul Carrick Bronson um, on LinkedIn. And I knew he was, I knew he had accomplished a lot. Um, but he was nice and he always messaged me back. And then one day he did an episode on podcasting, how to get started. And he was interviewing four different people. Patrice was one of the people he interviewed and everybody he interviewed was good. So I literally didn't think anything of it, but I did start following her on LinkedIn. Um, and then she said she was having a challenge in December. And so I joined the Facebook group, but I was still like, you know, I was unimpressed is what I'm saying. I didn't know enough to be impressed. I was just like, let me just see what this five-day challenge is about. That's how I know it was God, because me personally, I was not interested, but I was interested enough to click the button. You know what I mean? But I didn't have any interest other than that. I think I might have missed the first two days and then like the third day I just so happened to be on my computer and I saw her live and I was just listening to her and I was like how is this woman talking to me about me randomly and I don't believe in coincidence I know God don't work work that way so I paid attention the last three days and then she would always post even though she wasn't like, I think she went for like seven or eight days. She was still posting stuff. Mm -hmm. And then she started talking about P2P and I started hearing the testimonials. Mm -hmm. And I had never, never invested in myself. I would never consider spending thousands of dollars on a training for myself. And I remember telling my brother, like, I do not think I can spend this money. But I was talking to him because my brother has invested in himself. I knew I couldn't talk to somebody that didn't invest in themselves. Like I needed to, I needed some guidance from somebody who could help me justify spending this money. And he said, are you worth it? And I almost got offended because he's my brother. He knows I'm worth way more than that, right? Um... But the way he said, he was just like, you are sitting here stressing over investing in you and, you know, scared and because I, I, I just, I was afraid because I had that scarcity mindset, but I signed up um, and mind you, I had quit. I had got sober in September, so I was already on the path of uh, self-development and just making my life better. Uh, and this is how strategic God is. It's like everything starts to line up. So uh, I had been sober for four months and started this challenge. And then I was like, okay. So then I signed up, it's completely changed my life. And now it's like I invest in myself all the time. I signed up for a personal trainer. I'm, on, I'm starting an eight-week fitness program on Monday. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I got a financial... Um, I signed up for a financial like fitness program that's for 12 weeks so I can get my finances in order I'm getting my body together it's funny when I look back but yeah that's how I ended up at P2P yeah because you made some really really amazing points investing in yourself like what does that even mean because I didn't know that's something I should be doing 
Like I had no clue. Um, but again, when you said that five day challenge, I knew, I knew, 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 knew she was talking yeah. to me. And yeah. I said, God, I cannot allow this opportunity to pass me by because he was already dealing with me. Like you mentioned, the perfect timing of God. Come on now. I was mm-hmm. already seeking him because my mother-in-law just passed away in August. So I was able to go to my parents' house because my physical mom is sick. So I was finally able to go and help them. And before what in the, in like a couple weeks a month, God just started pouring out the blessings. I said, "Wait a second. Why am I up here, Lord?" Like I had to ask him what was really going on cuz I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm up there to help them. He didn't turn like all the way around to come and just let me know that he saw me. That's what I kept hearing. I see you. I've been seeing you. And now it's my time that he it I'm ready because that's another thing. At first I kept fighting God. Now I'm ready because I didn't realize how much work. Oh my gosh. It looks so easy. Like Patrice makes it look easy. Every millionaire makes it look easy. It's so much work. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And I wasn't ready. He knew that. I didn't know though. But God is so perfect in all his ways. And we really just need to trust him. Yep. And once you give up that control, like, you feel free. Yeah. I can't explain it. Do you feel that way? Like, even though stuff is still happening, still coming, you just got, like, a peace and a freedom. It it really got to work out. Like, at first, we would just say it, kind of quote it. Now it's yeah. like, nah, I really believe this, for real. <laughs> I believe it, but my flesh still tries to pull me back and onto like the scary side of the fence um because that's what your brain does your brain's whole job is to protect you from fear of the unknown and so I know like I know like I know but then every once in a while I do feel like but how am I gonna pay these bills if I leave this job like I know that my days of working for this company are coming to an end but at the same time, I'm not quite making money yet in my purpose. I'm doing the work, so I know the money's going to come. But I haven't yet seen the money, so I'm just like, okay, <laughs> God, how you going to do this? I know I'm not supposed to ask how, but I, I'm, I'm wondering, <laughs> you know. Um, but, so yeah, that, that freedom, that, that feeling of freedom is when, I, when I'm fully walking in it, I know it's, it's – it's, gonna be nothing like it because it's nothing like the feeling I have now and I'm only halfway if not more than halfway there so that's it's, it's, it's beautiful yeah it is so beautiful and oh my gosh um like you said you don't or you haven't seen it yet that's real yeah um, but what I started to do well, you know what? I ain't even say sorry to do. I've been doing it. <laughs> My husband, he be joking on me all the time. Like, it's something in your head, girl. You really think, yes, I was born really thinking I was something. Because my mom, that's all she would tell me, is that you were beautiful. And that pumped, that pumped me up like no other. And so I go around thinking I can do any and everything. 
Now I got hit, you know, hard out of life a couple times, but that confidence is still there. And I think it's needed mm-hmm. because what I do, what I really, really do for people is pump them up. Like yeah. I can talk about you for days. I can just pump you up for days. And so it's like an overflow of confidence mm-hmm. because we need that. We need it. When we can't see our own self the way God sees us, you need somebody to come along and say, sis. Yeah, that's true. You I do believe it. that. Mm-hmm. And that, I've, I've been doing it. Um, and Patrice really got me when she was talking about the brag binder and mm. and exposing the gifts and stuff. You can go as far back as you need to go. Oh, my gosh. Because I felt broken, y'all. The brag binder, if you don't know, is just putting your collections together of awards and accomplishments and things that you've done. And I felt so beat up because I'm a housewife and a homeschool mom. I don't have physical rewards. Mm-hmm. I just don't. You don't go to a company and your resume is housewife. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not going to fly. Yeah. And yeah. so I just felt like nothing. And I know it's a, it's what I'm doing is so key. I just felt like nothing because I have nothing to show. That's what I'm thinking, right? Um, But... When I went to my parents, I was allowed to see some of the work that I've done in grade, mm. um, grade school. And God is so good. It was there all along. Those gifts were there. Mm-hmm. They were there. And I didn't know it. I didn't recognize it. Um, but he knows. So that's why he can call you who you are before you actually start acting like it. Yep. That's true. Do you feel like that's how you became, like, who you're becoming? It's because something was being called for. Yeah, God kept speaking this leadership word over me, leader this and leader that. And I'm talking about he would send people into my life who would constantly try to tell me. And that's the weirdest thing because... That's not something people just say in normal conversation, like, oh, right. you're a leader. But <laughs> it was happening. It was happening so much that I started to feel like, okay, this is blatant disobedience because people would say it to me in different walks of life. And then I would take an assessment for whatever. And the outcome would be leader. And I'm just like, all right, God, I don't feel it, but I don't believe in coincidence. So this has to be you. So let me just start walking in it. And so I signed up for Toastmasters, which is a public speaking club. And then I just started doing stuff. I started, I stopped leaning on people for stuff. Like I I have this thing with my kids. I'm like, please don't ask me a question that you can get the answer from Google. And I don't mind, I don't want them going there for life questions, but like simple things, like how many days are in the month of March? You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. I'm like, (laughs) I need you all to be resourceful. Um, Don't just come to me, just come on now, be a a leader. You got to look up some things for yourself. You got to try some things for yourself. So I started doing those things. And then I realized... I am a leader. And then I heard on a podcast today, a lady said I was born a leader. And that just resonated with me because it's like, so was I. 
I was born a leader. I just, I just forgot. Mm. And um, now I, I thank God he brought it back to my remembrance. And now it's like, I know that I'm a leader. I know what my purpose is. I know I don't have to be ashamed of anything that's happened to me because all of it happened so that I can help somebody else who might feel like they don't have hope or they're not going to make it to the other side. They don't know how to tie a knot at the end of that rope that they just want to let go of. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that that was the whole point of it because there are people who walk the same steps that we walk that never come back. I mean, they end up in a serious state of depression. They end up dead. They just end up in a an unending state of hopelessness and the fact that I was able to come out of it I know that it was for a purpose and I know it's to bless people and help people that just don't see any other way yes because I like to say this all the time God will bring you through stuff but what does that mean you gonna go through it you gonna feel it you gonna touch it you gonna see it yeah everything you can imagine you going yeah, but you gotta trust him that he's really there and he's walking you through it, and yep. that don't mean um, that you get yourself in crazy situations. That 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 don't mean that. Okay, God can handle it by himself. The test and trials that he's gonna bring to you, mm-hmm. um, but it really is for more than one purpose, one more than one meaning. Because my life didn't make sense until starting the end of 2020 them dots started to connect like at first it was just lost I was just lost like in the process and I thought I was doing my thing um because I've been saved 12 years in May whoop whoop (gasps) come on now all right i'm new i'm 12 years old (laughs) girl i couldn't even tell you (laughs) yeah but yeah and so i thought i was doing it and my husband had to correct me more than once but anyway he said this is what he said y'all it really upset me he was like why are you pretending like you don't know nothing you've been saved for 10 years come on girl get yourself up but we have to. Sometimes we're acting weak. We're pretending that we don't know. And really, that's all it is. You just allowing yourself to stay in that low place, in that confusing state. Patrice gave me that word. She said, you pretending to be confused. I'm going to need you to come out of it. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> that's true, though. It's so true. Because yeah. now it's crystal clear. When she started asking those key questions, I could answer them. I was like, oh, duh. What took me so long? That's funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so I think both of us want to do that for you guys. If you feel lost and confused, you don't know where to start. Enid, can you give us um, your information on how we can connect with you? Sure. I can be found on... Most podcasts, um, platforms, Apple, Spotify, 
Um, I can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under EK underscore confidence. Um, am I missing anything? Oh, and the name of the podcast is Your Confidence Reconnected. Thank you. Now, do you have any ideas of what you're going to be bringing to us? You just focusing on the podcast or you got some some special things in the works? So right now we are working on a coaching program specifically for women who who feel stuck but want to be unstuck. They just don't know how to get unstuck. Um, and to go a little bit deeper, like we talked about the confidence piece, a lot of women want to be confident. They just need a roadmap because we can tell you, say all day long, you can see a woman that appears to have low self-esteem and you can say you have low self-esteem, you need to be more confident. But what does that mean? Mm. People used to tell me that all the time. And it's like, not that I needed them to be my therapist, but I needed a little bit more than just right. that statement. And so I wanna help people, I wanna give women practical tools to, to things that they can do in the comfort of their own home, just sitting with themselves and just talk, speak life over themselves and speak themselves out of that low self-esteem. So working on a coaching program, who knows what the future holds for me. I'm really just I want to do whatever God wants me to do. And right now, he just wants me to share my message of my mess and to let women know that they are not alone and that their mess, there's a purpose even in that in their mess so that they can help somebody. And um, who knows what's coming after that, but that's what I'm doing right now. Yes. Y'all need to know y'all mess can be a message. Hey, yes. <laughs> it really can. Yes. Nope. My son is determined to come in here. Please <laughs> take that out. Thank you. I love it. All right. So <laughs> this I'm, I'm a mom. Did I mention that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, life happens. Uh, life is constantly happening. And yes. I think a part of the hopelessness is I didn't realize my mess had any purpose. That, that's really I just needed somebody there to say keep going you yep. are right that's normal yep. Yep. I thought it was me I knew it won't God I thought it was me the whole time yeah. I could not see the work that he was doing and like Enid said the confidence that that just got crushed I mean I was just I was hurting y'all <laughs> I was hurting I was toe up but thank you for coming on here do you have any final statements? No, I just uh, want to thank you again. I think what you're doing is amazing. I think that this platform, this forum, this podcast is going to change lives. And I just, um, I wish you nothing but the best and abundant success. Thank you. And of course, yours is going to be amazing. I can't wait to listen in. <laughs> <laughs> And y'all make sure y'all follow Enid. Like, she's the bomb. She's sweet. And I know you're really going to appreciate her sweet spirit because that's just what she gives. So, there you go. <laughs> See y'all later. Awesome. I oh. said, um, I said to. Yeah.
and it, it just became um go ahead Enid yeah yep so yeah it's it's led me to purpose a platform oh 